It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch Race Fans, presented by Joe's Carding and Council Bluffs, online at joescarding.com. Fast-paced white knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs. And, uh, boy, we had a uh, pretty fun night down at Quaker Steak and Loop. Uh, sitting down on uh, Monday night, talking with uh, Cody Olson, Jake Sacco, Maddie Miller, and Adam Verbka. First three were for Crawford County Speedway Track Champions. And then Adam Verbka, your Eagle Raceway Sport Mod Track Champion. So we had a full night of interviews. Next Monday night, we're going to be sitting down with all of the uh, Shelby County Speedway Champions. Dirk, I think you've got those schedules. Uh, who's confirmed and ready to go? Do we have anybody confirmed yet? Um, Shelby County. Oh, that was me, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so I'll get back to you guys on that. <laughs> <laughs> but when we did get uh, we did get Adam up here tonight, and that gave us, or the other night. Yeah. Um, that gave us 100% uh, participation from Eagle, and I think Eagle and Adams County, I think, are the only two that pretty close. Gave those us are both long interview 100%. nights. Yeah, thank you to those guys for and coming Ottawa. out. And Dragway. yeah, Ottawa did a great job with them too. So, uh, thank you to everybody that came out to Quaker Second Loop. Uh, joining us on the show, two of the guys that uh, helped out with the interviews, uh, Anthony Ainsley. You uh, just finished up a busy weekend with the uh, Turkey Chase uh, last weekend. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, appreciate you always coming down and supporting the front stretch, coming out of Quaker Steak and Lube and doing the interviews. I know it's a long drive for you over from Lincoln, and I can't imagine the drive back is uh, is very easy. So thank you for always coming down and supporting us, and plus gives the opportunity to get you on the show. Plus, uh, of course, you, you can't miss those cheesesteak melts and the boneless wings. So, I mean, it's a, it's another yeah. good reason to come back up here and enjoy the enjoy the food they have out here. It's I, always always a tough decision on what to Get, get off the menu yeah. this time around. It's tough because it's so good. There's so many things. For sure. Absolutely yeah. delicious. For sure. So with uh, the turkey chase, did you catch any of them? No, and thankfully none of them <laughs> caught me back. But <laughs> but we did have a little bit of everything out there. We had photo finishes. We had a couple of uh, couple of tough incidents, some tight racing all throughout the weekend. And, uh, you know, Saturday was busy as heck because everyone was on hand. You know, some of the classes were finishing up their weekend. We had a couple of classes that were – only in action for two days instead of three. So, like, the wing cage carts, they were in action Friday and Saturday. Meanwhile, uh, a lot of the uh, Predator and Clone divisions for all, for the uh, flat carts, they were in action mainly on Saturday and Sunday with Friday being a practice night. So, it was um, it was, it was was pretty good Friday. We started, of course, a little, bit, uh, a little bit later than we did on Saturday and Sunday, but that's because, you know, that's typically the day where we get a lot of teams – uh, through the tech line and uh, and get everyone parked in, but uh, they actually got a number of uh, people parked uh, earlier as early as Wednesday. They were they parked at least forty or fifty trailers in the Lancaster Event Center on Wednesday because that's what this uh, event means yeah. to these teams. And then yeah, everyone had to roll through the tech line on Friday, and then same for Saturday and Sunday. Make sure everything was legal. But I think we got over. Pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, the last couple of nights. I think uh, Sunday night, you know, we got finished up uh, a little bit after 5 o'clock. So, that's a, yeah, not bad at all to uh, for over 200 cards each and every night. And yeah. then we had four, four cage cart classes that had over 20 entries at least. And then we had one of the classes that had over 30 each day. I mean that was that was crazy, but excellent support. But that's that's what this event means to those drivers, and and that still wasn't everyone who uh, 
could have made it out. Some guys, unfortunately, didn't have their equipment ready, so they'll be uh, hopefully ready for the cart shootout coming up yeah. at, at the end of the month in December. It's Any always fights? a busy time. Thankfully, not really. There may have been a couple of – there were a few disagreements for sure, but um, – there was, if there was any kind of uh, conflict, it was very short-lived. It was everyone pretty much uh, kept to themselves at least. And uh, I know with with kart racing, it's tough. I mean, there's not much uh, room to use on that racetrack, and you know, uh, you know, the track is short, and the tempers are shorter than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, there's uh, some guys that get used up down there. Oh yeah. Any other fires besides the one that got famous? Um, what you mean, Coles? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Col- I told yeah, Cole he was knew, famous. He knew. Cole knew how. F- well, yeah, I was the one who called that one. But uh, um, unfortunately, we did have a pretty bad wreck in one of the uh, clone carts. So guy went up and over, and actually, I think one of the uh, parts from the motor actually ended up caught under his helmet oh. and got stuck on the back of his neck. So he was. Uh, quickly flailing trying to get the cart flip back over but he was still stuck to it but uh thankfully they were able to get the the cart off him he was able to walk away from it but uh yeah, kind of left him with a pretty good burn i didn't quite get the uh the insight from uh Ooh. from that but thankfully he was able to walk away uh they were able to take him back and uh, you know he sat out the last day of the uh of the turkey chase you know just uh didn't have a collar on or anything uh, no, that, that's the thing with the car, that's the thing with the cards. You know, um, these were flat cards that this event happened. So, if you know your your carding stuff, the flat cards, no safety belts in there. So if you, that cart goes over, you're gonna get dumped out, almost like wow. a dirt bike. Uh, with the cage carts, you know, you have uh, a few seat belts and a few harnesses on you to get you anchored just in case something happens. If your cart flips over or if you take a solid shot into the wall. But uh, those flat carts are a little bit tougher because, yeah, you get them on your side or it goes over or something like that, you're going to get dumped out of that seat. But, uh, but thankfully, uh, thankfully, that driver was able to walk, to walk away and get back, and hopefully he's recovering, recovering nicely after that spill. I know that I, I, I got on the racetrack one time at IED Speedway and picked up a piece of debris, and I found out very quickly why they wear gloves. Yeah. Because it turns out a lot of that stuff that comes off the race car is really freaking hot. Yes, you can uh, cook a tenderloin with that stuff. Definitely. <laughs> All right, let's get into some of the local news. Uh, P.J. Pedersen also joining us. He's been helping us out with the Crawford County Speedway Track Champions interviews. Uh, thank you, by the way, for coming down. That it's, it's always tough to talk to these drivers when I haven't seen a lick of their racing. Yeah, not a problem. And I was glad to be able to come down and talk with uh, Matty Miller, Jake Sacco, Jackpot Cody Olson, and of course we snuck in Adam Verbka, Mr. You know, tardy to the party there. Right. And Anthony, <laughs> good to share a mic with you again. It's been a yeah, minute. Open, yeah. Opening night of the Ape Lincoln Memorial was last time we were on a mic together. <laughs> yeah, so. well, it's been a while, but yeah, I hope hey, you're right for belt about- still over there. Yes, yes it is, <laughs> yes it is, and I completely forgot to grab it the last night of April. Lincoln. So guess what? It'll be there next It'll season. There next as long season. as my as long as my mother was willing to get her cake pan back, that was the big yeah. thing. Yes. You know, we we celebrated my birthday over there. We brought some of the Texas sheet cake over. That was that was an excellent time out there as well. And and I hope you're ready for maybe I don't know maybe 40 45 minute opening segment here or something I, mean, I always am when we it's, got when it's we got PJ. just you or just PJ but everybody together <laughs> oh yeah Dirk's like I'm not gonna be doing much talking <laughs> well and not only that but we have some major scheduling yeah. news with some of the big dirt oh, yeah, series I mean, that involves local area here not so to, not well, I want to I want to start out with yes. the uh, chili bowl news that uh, uh, Stu Snyder announced that uh, he has teamed up with Ramco Midget 
<laughs> I had to say that. Uh, okay. For the 2024 uh, uh, Chili Bowl Nationals, uh, Stu's going to be driving a, uh, a, a midget down there. Uh, for Jumbo Barbecue Pits, and uh, that's going to be a great time, and I'm really excited about those guys. And that's just around the corner. We're a couple of weeks yeah. away from the Midget I mean, Nationals. It was a couple of weeks ago Tad Holloman um, uh, revealed his scheme for the Chili Bowl as well. I mean, Underdog Design Drawings, I think, uh, came on board and did the design for Tad Holloman's ride for the Chili Bowl this year. And, of course, Shaley Bade uh, is going to be running. Yeah. Don't quite have her look yet, but I think she's having some of the fans. I think she's voting pick, on that. Yeah, pick the voting on that. It would have been a lot better when. Instead of saying Ramco Midgets, if you would have said Ramco Ricos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that would have been better. Uh, absolutely. So good luck to all the local competitors. Uh, I know we're going to miss some people over the next couple of weeks of announcements that they're racing the Chili Bowl Nationals. Uh, but uh, it, 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 it Stu came across my timeline because him and I are good friends, and, uh, and, and we've done a lot together, and, and Shaley obviously too. So uh, great to see those guys uh, stepping up and in uh, and, and being able to get the ride in that big national prestigious event. Well, we haven't heard anything from from the Ledger camp, and I know they've got a car. No, uh, I think I haven't they heard. Sell, I think they might I, have. I sold think they that were going to try to see. I, I know they were trying to. They were planning on having a sellout after the season. I know Cody wrapped up the MSTS championship this year, and they were planning to sell the equipment afterwards. I haven't heard anything if uh, John Clabundy or. If Brad or or someone else from well, the Clubundy camp is going to uh, run the midget uh, at the Jake Chili Bowl, Neal gets down there. Josh we'll, Moses we'll see if yeah. down there. Yeah, we'll see if Jake I mean, gets in. I know he's. Uh, I know. I think Jake's ran for Hard Eight Motorsports. I mean, that's what the with Jonathan Beeson with his team. Or I haven't heard about. Don, I haven't heard from Don Drowd Jr. I'm sure he and Mark Birch may be wait, down there Don, with another entry. Don Drude. Don Drowd Jr. I, I'm Drew. sorry, that's a joke just for Ryan Kumpf and James. <laughs> I know. James I, I'm, thinking, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking Taylor Computers might want to put one together for Top Gun Gunner Pike, send them down there. Oh, that'd be fun. A broke lately. <laughs> 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 Turns out that office remodel cost way more than the budget called for. Yikes. Uh, Dirk, let's talk about uh, running straight in a line and uh, and, and uh, 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 Tracy Weber's favorite uh, favorite sport of, of drag strip, I mean drag racing. Uh, Ottawa Dragway announced uh, they're going to go NHRA. Ooh, yeah, they're going to uh, step over to the big school, and uh, um, it doesn't change a whole lot locally for the track, um, but for guys that want to try and run national points, NHRA, uh, NHRA runs, used to be five divisions, and I think it still is. Um, uh, is the pay a little bit better? We were talking before the show got started earlier in the night that one big thing with, with running NASCAR is that the season-ending pay is so much better than IMCA. We'll just call it IMCA. I mean, there's no sense of and pussyfooting around it. It, it. it pays a lot better than IMCA does. Uh, does NHRA sanctioning pay a little bit better than, than, uh, than, the, than I think, non-sanctioning, right? Was yeah, it but it's it, – no, well, they were sanctioned before. They were sanctioned by the IHRA. Okay. And uh, – uh, the only place the NHRA payout comes in as, is at the national events and whatnot. And, I mean, it's been 40, almost 40 years since I was actually racing that stuff. And back then, though, you could go, and, and if you runner-up at a national event where you got all your money was your contingencies, you might have got an $800 check for being runner-up at a, a Division Five points meet. And they would have, like, seven of those in a season, and you scored, you kept points out of five of them to, to be a division champion. And I think... You got seven races nationally or whatever, two national events with your five to go national points. But if you had like centerline wheels on your car and you had a centerline sticker, centerline paid you $100. Nice. 
hooker, headers, holly. I mean, that's why you see those drag cars with all those stickers down the side because every one of them is giving you some money. Goodyear Tires paid 500 bucks. Yeah. You know, so you'd go win 800 and get walk away with seven or 8,000 if you could run her up at a race like that. Yeah, and, and if I read the press release correct, they are, there are still five divisions, and it, they will be Division 5. Yeah. Right. It's, the Central's been Division 5 yeah. forever. And uh, that's and how they – you can usually tell divisions on the cars if, you know, depending on what class they're in. Um, single digits are national. So if a car's number one, he was the number one car in that division in the country. Oh, okay. And right. if he wasn't in the top ten nationally, but he was number one in Division 5 – uh, all the numbers start with a five, so he would be 51. Okay. Like my division number to show you where I finished, I was 57.90. I was about to say, well, not bad, 57 and 90, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, and it's going to be really interesting to see the uh, NHRA there because obviously I've announced it on a dragway in the IHRA era, and really great facility. The drivers like to flock to it, but now – it's like they have a little bit bigger carrot dangling in front of them, and uh, hopefully that'll end up bringing more cars in because the facility is absolutely amazing. Well, but we also got some other news. Oh, you're gonna go ahead. I was gonna say the big thing: NHRA likes to run the quarter mile. Yes. IHRA is big on the eighth mile, and when you get uh, IHRA runs top fuel, etc., but everything's eighth mile, which is a little shorter. Then the NHRA, when they get into your pro stocks, your uh, top fuel cars, funny car, and dragster, they run 1,000 feet. They take right. that extra 320 feet off and use that for shutdown because some of the tracks, they said that made difference. And now the guys are lifting. The speeds in the last several years since they did that have come back up yes. to where they were at when they ran that extra 320 feet. So it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. We also got some news out of Onawa Dragway. Maybe a partnership going on with I-29 Dragway. We want, I think we should probably wait a week and, and get some chances to check some information. I-29 announced it. Onawa did not. Yeah, so that's where we're going to kind of wait a little bit. But it sounds like there might be a partnership in the works w between I-29 uh, Dragway, Onawa Dragway, and then also uh, another one. Uh, well, they mentioned Carney. Yeah. So yeah. there may be a, a little bit of a, a point series going on there with, oh. with the three tracks. I thought maybe, I don't know, if you if you did well or showed up at, a, at one event, you know, maybe get a discount or a free pit pass or, or a couple of free pit passes at another show during the same weekend or something like that. I know yeah. Carney, no. Carney normally runs on Friday nights. I, I know that much at least. But uh, uh, Carney's big drag races are Saturday and Sunday. Oh, they're big ones. Are, the big ones are, but... Well, Ottawa runs Friday night, too, for your streetcars and your test and tune and stuff like that. All right. But their actual racing is on Saturday, Saturday and Sunday. Sunday. Uh, so we'll, we'll wait on that a little bit, try to get some better information, and uh, maybe get those guys from Ottawa back on the show. Well, there's been some dirt tracks that did that back in the 90s and whatnot. You saw three tracks would clump up and, and run a point series. You know, and it was a be a deal. You'd have to yep. be at each track like 75% of the time the, the to qualify. Tri, the Tri-County area did that a little bit with US 30 and Boone County. I think Off-Road did a little bit, and Stewart did it as well. That was a four-track well, deal for we, maybe a couple of years. You saw them real big back in eastern Iowa. You saw Farley, Dubuque, and West Liberty. Well, well you, you might remember this one, Dirk, but when Tom Gutowski took over both Crawford and, and Shelby County Speedways, he had the Western Iowa Championship Series between the two. Right. That, you know, you, obviously you had your track points and you had your combined points between the two tracks. 
which was that that was the one the drivers really wanted was that around here. And yeah, and, and but back then you had the pro am class was huge. Oh yeah, and yeah. every guy within a hundred miles ran Denison Friday night, Harlan Saturday night, and Sunset on Sunday. Oh yeah, you know, and uh, so I'm, yeah, there was a lot of guys did that stuff. I'm kind of surprised. I haven't uh, honestly since I got into it in 2012. I haven't seen a lot of tracks do points. We. Partnerships I, like that. I know one year, I think it was 2017, we had the Gales Gold Rush yeah. stuff for the super late models where where I-80, Adams County Speedway, and the Malvern Banks Series all came together and did an overall thing. I believe uh, Corey Zeiner I believe, won the Adams County Championship that year. I'm trying to think off the top of my head when uh, 2017, I want to say... I want to say maybe that was Tad Pospisil who won the uh, track championship at I-80. He also won the uh, the Malvern Banks Series uh, championship as well. So overall, uh, Tad took home that Gales Gold Rush Series. That was a pretty nifty deal. But after uh, late models uh, were taken off the week the weekly agenda over at Adams County Speedway, uh, that sort of point fund uh, fizzled out. But uh, before long, that <laughs> we got the East Tour out of that. And now Adams County, of course, is still to this day a big staple on the Malvern Bank Tour and can't wait to be back there for three big shows. Now, I do know it's not necessarily points related, but there are tracks that are starting to come together and work with each other for scheduling purposes. For instance, you've got Park Jefferson Speedway moving to Thursdays, which opens up Saturdays, which is notoriously a bad night to go racing because everybody races on it. So that's going to not only open it up for Shelby County Speedway, but Worthington Speedway as well. It could open it up for off-road as well in North Fork. And not only that, but you also have... um, Wayne Becker working with Chase and Shelby Alves, which are right across the street from each other at Interstate Speedway. They're not necessarily doing points, but they're working on scheduling things to try and get some couple two-night shows, one at one side of the street, one at the other. They've done it this year, or 2023, and it worked. They want to do more of that and eventually maybe bring it to where they might start running like alternate the same night alternate weeks or something like that to try and open it up and help get the car counts up. Well, we're seeing, you know, tracks disappear, you know. Now oh, yeah. we've got another one on uh, on the sale block. Junction um, Motor Speedway yeah, with JMS. Yep. And these guys are going to have to work together or they're not going to survive. No, absolutely, absolutely not. Definitely. It's, it's the, the used to be where there were plenty of cars and enough cars where you could have that competition and not have to worry about it. Now it's a fight for survival. And if you don't start working with other tracks, it's, it's a done deal. There's just not that many cars as there used to be. Uh, we're talking about uh, tracks uh, joining forces and, and got to work out and work with each other to, to continue this little deal. I uh, wanted to talk about one track that uh, it, it made a great announcement, something that probably didn't surprise anybody, but the inaugural uh, Iowa Corn 350 Cup Series race at Iowa yeah. Speedway sold out. Uh, no we surprise kind of expected there. that was going to happen. No surprise uh, there. I, what? I think, Dirk, you, you're probably going to be kind of curious as to know what that <laughs> sold-out number is. How many seats did they, <coughs> are they bringing in? How many seats are they offering? And, and what exactly does the sold-out mean? Well, yeah, I, uh, I, I saw that thing today, but <laughs> you know what I mean when I say I didn't want to go right back to Matt. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. You're, you're saying Iowa Speedway Cup race? that we've been begging and asking for for how many years yeah. sold out? What? Yeah. No way. <laughs> yep. Well, it's, uh, just like every other track around, they've cut the seats down to I, – I don't think there's 30,000 seats there right I, now. I don't think so. Not but, at least permanent. But I know 
I went to the first back then nationwide race there in 09, and they had 60,000 people there. That's about how much and, North Wilkesboro sits. And the seating at that time was the main grandstand was like 40 or 42,000. Now, am I, am I incorrect in saying that Iowa did add a few more because of the IndyCar weekends? So there is a little bit more seating that they came back, or am I wrong? You know, I believe no. they went backwards. You know, okay. they, have, they added okay. those pavilions or something like that yeah. on, the, on both sides. You know, maybe, when, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Oh, they, they put in temporary bleachers up on top of the hills, and they had everybody sitting on the grass in, three, uh, or in turn four and in turn one. You know, and I kind of wonder if now that we're so far ahead of the race, I mean, we're, what, a solid seven months out from the race happening, if now that their permanent seating is sold out, if they're going to start working on bringing in some temporary seating just for that weekend. Because, I mean, let's be to. honest. I, I think you and I are probably in the both agreement. This is probably a one-and-done deal. Well, it, it is right now, but I, I – I know as a fact they've already got temporary seating already scheduled. Now, whether that's been sold, you know, yeah. and how much they're putting in. But, I, yeah, I know that was on the books right away. You, if you're Iowa Speedway, you got one opportunity to pay a lot of bills. And, and I imagine that racetrack probably has had a tough time compete, complain, paying all the bills for the year or whatnot. But I guess my, my, what I'm saying here is that if you got opportunity to bring in te more temporary seating – I mean, You've got a demand. You I might mean, as well do it. I mean, what, yeah. they have potential, I think, two racing weekends so far. I think they have the, the, Arca, the Arca weekend. You know, they have their 150-mile race um, in the middle of June. And then July is their big one. Of course, that's their IndyCar doubleheader. That's where they bring all that, uh, all that money in through High V and all the yeah. sponsorships that they – all that, that money that, that High V pumped it. Which one? There were four of them. <laughs> yeah. There were four of them. I guess I I'm grouping them all together. Yeah. yeah. I know Zach Brown and Van and Ed Sheeran. They were at least two of the acts there. I think yeah. Carrie Underwood was another one. Yeah. But, I'm a uh, big fan of that you, Carrie you know, Underwood. As far as that goes, David Land on YouTube said it best. Of course, he covers all, all things IndyCar. Oh, yeah. When he said High V has almost single handedly saved. Well, them and Roger Penske have saved Iowa Speedway. Yeah. When yeah. they came together to build that IndyCar weekend into what it is now, that pretty much saved yeah. Iowa Speedway. I mean, yeah, I mean, with the with the Xfinity and the truck races uh, not being there on a weekly regiment anymore, I mean, I mean, what else did the well, Iowa Speedway have to go other than the IndyCar weekend? They yeah. were never there on a weekly regiment. They were there on a seasonal regiment. A seasonal yeah, regiment. Yeah, once a year. I'm still stuck on that. And they did, they did two weekends, right? It was usually – Trucks did one and Xfinity. Xfinity did two. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But, now, but uh, it's great to see those guys are yeah. sold out. Not to mention they're adding the ARCA series on top of that uh, Cup Series weekend as well. So you're going to get a triple dip, I believe, on that weekend. Like it's ARCA Friday. I think it's ARCA Friday. Trucks. Oh, yeah. I thought trucks were not going to be at trucks, Iowa this year. Trucks, Xfinity, and uh, – I thought it was ARCA Cup and – It's Cup. one of the few triple – ARCA, Xfinity, and Cup. That talked about the sellout. Either way, it's going to be a triple You're going to get a lot of racing. You're going to get a lot of racing. I should say there were still select tickets Either way, you're going to get a lot of racing and a lot of good ones at that. Yes. And the, yes. Thing, the thing is, the drivers absolutely love that track. You know, Dan and I have been there together and done interviews, and the drivers that we've interviewed have all said – you know, it's a short track, but it races like a mile and a half. It is absolutely awesome. I don't know if there's really hardly anybody that's ever had a bad thing to say as far as driving on almost, that track. Almost kind of feels like uh, what, what I've heard some people say about I-80. You know, it's a big four. It's a four-tenths mile oval, but it runs like a bull ring okay, with, how, yeah. with the banking that it has. And so it is Arca. You're so right. It, yeah, it's yeah, Arca. It it's well, an Arca night on Friday. Saturday yep. is Xfinity Series. Cup Series is on Sunday. And I do want to clarify this, too. 
when we're talking about it being sold out, we're talking Cup Series weekend. I, yeah. I don't the think cup the race. Xfinity Series or the ARCA Series is sold no, out. No, the email I got from NASCAR today said that there was still seating available for the Friday and Saturday night. Nevertheless, yeah. go see those two classes. I mean, the Xfinity Series has week in and week out put on arguably some of the best races of any NASCAR yeah. weekend at anywhere that they show up. So that Xfinity Series uh, is definitely one to watch for. We had a great – I got to watch a great one in the uh, – the last regular season race down at Kansas uh, back in September. Yeah. Oscar, those guys really get after it. The Arca Series is fun to watch as well, so be sure to support those guys as well. Otherwise, you won't have as grand of a weekend as well, it is. Everybody is that, I've talked to that's local is going to the Arca Race Friday, going to Knoxville on Saturday. That'd be another good and choice. And then going to Cup on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Was that's that Kansas or Iowa that you stole the Goodyear tire from? Is <laughs> stole a strong word? No, no, no. He, he didn't steal. He strategically transferred equipment to an alternate location. <laughs> oh, no, no. I no, went I, up and asked the guys, and no, we were we were joking about that uh, on the show that we'd stolen the tire. But yeah, but we did. Was that steal Iowa it. or Kansas? Um, we got one at each. Oh, okay. We need to have uh, PJ as our legal representative. <laughs> Thank you, Fat Electrician. Uh, yeah. Craig Kelly won't take my phone calls anymore. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, American Sprint Car Series, otherwise known as ASCS, I wanted to bring this up, announced their schedule late last mm. week. Mm -hmm. And uh, one uh, glaring one is that they will not be at Boone County Raceway this uh, year. Race of the year by yeah. far. That was fun. Unfortunately, it kind of seems like because of the weather and, and the cost of getting those guys there, uh, Boone County Raceway kind of took one in the pants. So they're, uh, it sounds like they're going to take a year or two off from the ASCS schedule. But uh, – their schedule is set to be released here soon. I know they've got some final meetings, but it sounds like there is going to be a Malvern Bank 360 race that is going to take the place of that ASCS race. So I'm totally no, in favor won't. of that. I don't know. There might be a race on the schedule, it'll, it'll be a but tough, it ain't going to take the it'll, place of the high It'll be a series. tough one. I mean, after the show we saw with Jack Dover and Blake Hahn uh, last, uh, this past <coughs> season at Boone County, I yeah. know, what was it? I think you, James Rowland, and I were in the stands. Ryan Kumpf was with us as well. I know we were, we were rooting for the homeboy. We were wanting Jack to score one. I mean, God, but, I thought he had uh, it. Oh, I, we all thought he had it, but somehow – Blake Hahn was able to find just seven thousandths of a second. Yeah. That much was all it took for put, for putting the uh, the multi-time national champ over Jack Dover. But nevertheless, those guys put on a whale of a show out there at Boone County. Well, and I wanted to clarify: I'm talking ASCS, not yeah. High Limits. Uh, but <laughs> ASCS, I, I mean, those guys—they're uh, still fighting. God bless them. Uh, I've got my issues with them, but I think Brian Holbert is one of the nicest guys. So I always bite my tongue when it comes to saying anything negative about that series. Uh, but it, it's a good series. It's trying to do what it does. But it, it just they, – they ran into just a bad situation oh, with, with possible rain that day at Boone County Raceway. Ticket sales were a little bit slower. Car count was a little bit lower. But it had nothing to do with the racetrack or the promotion of it. And, and I think it had everything to do with the chance of rain it, that day. And, and like we said, it delivered an absolute yeah. banger of a show. It did. Uh, but there are going to be uh, several shows, shows. You can find that ASCS schedule on the uh, uh, Front Stretch Facebook page. I almost said I-80 Speedway Facebook page. I don't know <laughs> it's, why I it's hard, that. It, it's hard to break that. Some old habits die hard, as they say. <sighs> they, they pop up. I haven't had to say that kind of stuff for almost a year and a half now, and I, I still just every once in a while. Uh, I do miss the pork tenderloin sandwiches. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I drove by the exit when we were going to the, uh, I, the, uh, uh, yeah, the Iowa Husker game in Memorial Stadium, and, and we drove by the – the uh, the IED exit, and I just kind of gave a little bit of a 
little kiss know, in the air to my, my little I racetrack. Know, I know I went to, what was it? I just got uh, back from my honeymoon in Kansas City, and uh, the missus and I stopped by a little city diner in downtown Kansas City. I tried their tenderloin. I, I Dare I say, I-80s was a bit better than so the tenderloin. Freaking good. <laughs> oh. So freaking good. There's oh, a page man. on Facebook that talks about tenderloins all across the oh, state yeah. of Iowa. Really? They have got some pictures of these things there's a, that are 14, there's a tenderloin. In there's diameter. a tenderloin tour through Iowa. Yes, and there I, is. I stopped by one of the uh, restaurants on that tour in Webster City when we had a, a Malvern Bank and Holland with Hoker Trucking show in, in uh, at Hamilton County Speedway. We stopped by uh, one of those restaurants on the north end of Webster City. The next schedule I wanted to talk about is the uh, Eagle Raceway 2024. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Tentative schedule. Uh, and uh, Roger Hayden uh, gave me a heads up coming up uh, earlier that morning. I think he sent me a text message like 830, and he goes, hey, heads up, Eagles' schedule is coming out today, and uh, you better be sitting down. Um, and he was oh, yeah. absolutely right. Oh, yeah. all, all I'm going to say is, obviously, I'm one of the admin on the Facebook page, just like you are, Dan. And I didn't know that it had dropped, but I looked in, at my phone, and I'm surprised it didn't melt into a puddle of goo because – my phone was literally exploding with yeah, everybody I, talking I, about it. I know the first time I took a look at it, I had to take two or three takes to make sure I was reading the right, <laughs> the right so details. Let's, let's get to the regular stuff. We've got the weekly racing action. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to kick things off with the icebreaker featuring Mod Mania. Modifieds, uh, sport modified stock cars and hobby stocks are going to be on Saturday. I believe Friday is the C is... That's going to be stock cars. Stock yep, cars. C is stock cars. Oh, S is sprint cars. That makes sense. Yes. There's yes. abbreviations on the schedule, and I'm still not <laughs> used to them. But yep, modified sport mod stock cars, and I believe late, late models are part of the cards. So yes. I, under IMCA sanction, I believe. They, yes. they were on the bill last year for the uh, topless nationals. Um, and by the way, that pre-race video is burned into a lot of Eagle Raceway fans' eyes. I, I know I can't unsee it, and I was there when you guys were <laughs> filming it, and I'm, I'm, I still have nightmares. I'm, yeah. I'm glad I was able to survive that and get out to the racetrack yeah. and get a couple of pic- I needed uh, I needed some topless late models to cure my eyes there. I, I, yeah, I want I just need to say this. I know it's early season, but if if that February uh, uh, Friday, April nineteenth is a nice day, the late model drivers have got to show out. They have yes. got to show out. We oh, didn't have a yeah. great turnout last year. No one else is running at that time no. either. And no, and they weren't tur- they weren't running at that time either. There, there was a lot of excuses floating around, but I just saw a lot of the uh, the Bragg Wright late model guys that we knew them at I eighty Speedway, the Crate late models, the IMCA sanctioned late and, models, and that now, same class. This time, um, fingers crossed, they probably don't have to do any work to uh, take the extra yeah. medal off. It's not going to be a topless nationals well, again this year. Well, and here's the thing: they have no excuse not to say, "Well, we didn't get a chance to run the track because." You got Sunday, April 14th, and Thursday, April 18th as open practices. All cars and classes welcome. Get your butts out there and get some laps on and get out there, late model drivers, because – I, it's, I don't know if you're going to be back if you I, don't. It, I hate to say it's it. probably one of the. I've had, I've uh, had so many of our our driver friends down in the pits at ID Speedway say we wish we had a race over at Eagle once in a while. We just want to go race that track once in a while. There you go. You've yeah. got your second year opportunity. You guys got to show out. Here's your chance. And like I said, no other tracks are running. I mean, Harlan's not running yet. Columbus isn't running yet. Crawford County won't be running. Crawford yet. Crawford County's not running yet. Boone County's not running yet. Off Road's not running yet. Uh, you're. Uh, I don't know if any other late model track in Iowa is even running yet. I don't think at even, that point. Point, unless no, there d- might be one way out east. But I, don't, uh, I don't think even Davenport and Makokata have started up well, at that point. If you're not going to drive so. to Eagle, Nebraska, you're not going to drive Oh, I mean, come east. on. And 
but you never I'm know. Just, I'm, you know I'm, I'm kind of preaching a little bit, but it, you know, guys have been asking for it for years, and, and now's your opportunity. You, you got to show up. Yeah, yeah exactly. We, uh, man, if I, if only if I could make a few calls, and I'd love to see if we could get uh, some of those Eastern Iowa guys. Those yeah. guys are always tough. I mean, you get guys like Andy Nesworski. I mean, he's one of the one of the front runners for the IMCA national championships. I think he he missed it to Corey Dumper by just a couple of points this year. I would love to see Andy Nesworski out there from. Uh, was it from Buffalo, Iowa? Come on over and yeah. and uh, show his stuff. And I know it's a long trip. That's about a se- that's about a seven hour haul from around his neck of the woods down to Eagle. But I would love to see those guys do it. I mean, Justin Kai's come to Columbus and off road. I'd love to see it happen. Yeah. Uh, so your season opener on April 27th. That's your weekly season opener. Pepsi uh, of Lincoln will be bringing you've, that. You've noticed on May 4th, uh, there's a figure eight race. Yeah. Yes, and um, somebody did make a comment on. Uh, the page asking if it was going to be the Nebraska figure eight rules and Theron Allman has already said yes it will be run under the Nebraska figure eight rules I'm not sure what they are because I'm used to like the Crawford County Speedway and uh, Missouri Valley Iowa rules but if for those that are listening that want to get a car together for that um, it is going to be under the rules, and that is going to be at the conclusion of yeah. the night's race. I was going to say, I don't know if we know the details yet. Are there? Is there going to be a certain number of classes? Because Nebraska Figure Eight has three different classes. They have a, a compact class, a stock class, and an open class. Yeah, see, that's a little bit different because yeah. I know in Iowa it's uh, front-wheel drive, stock, and open, rear-wheel drive, stock, and open, so four different classes. So that will be coming up. Uh, like uh, PJ mentioned, it will be a post-race event uh, then you've got uh, – I'm trying to skip ahead just because you've yeah. got weekly racing and, and we don't need to cover all the details on that or we'd be here for an hour and a half. Oh. Uh, but the first big, huge event of the year, uh, the, uh, the High Limit Series, 50000 to win on a Tuesday evening. KMB Promotions brings you back the Eagle Nationals. Has there ever been a sprint car race as big as this one? I mean, not I've, in I've, the state of Nebraska. I've been I don't there. Believe. I've well, been there. I, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you on that. There's the fall been, brawl, more than fifty grand. The fall the brawl at high eighty. Uh, yeah, when Wayne Johnson won, s- he won over sixty grand yeah. in oh. two in two nights. There was a fifty thousand dollar bonus put up by Hearst Motorsports if you could sweep the weekend. Which Wayne did, and that's on top of the winnings that he won for the two nights. Yeah. Uh, my, one of my favorite stories with that is that when the first year Joe did it, I think it was a $30,000 yeah, bonus. I thought it was a twenty grand. It Could've was been. about a twenty Could've grand. Could have been. Uh, Joe said, Joe's like, I, I talked to the insurance company. So it was a, a money he had, he had to put down a certain percentage yeah. in order to get. The, it's basically an insurance policy. And mm-hmm. then the, the, uh, the company got to set up the parameters. So the driver had to start from the rear. The driver had to complete tech, had to do all this extra stuff. The winner from the first night into the second night, and Joe's like, let's be honest, nope, this class, this field of cars, nobody's going to win both nights. Jack Dover goes out and does it. <laughs> so in the offseason, he goes back to the insurance company. He says, I'm doubling down. We're going to do sixty or 50000 plus contingency money. Two nights in a row, same deal. And he says, and then, no one's yep. going to do it. We're going to draw then, such a big crowd. And then seven laps to go. Wayne Johnson throws the richest slider in Nebraska sprint car history on Dusty <laughs> Zomer to do it. But that that's still to come up with a $50,000 to win race for the uh, the, the High, High Limit Series. And it's, we all saw last year or this year's, 
oh my God, what are we going to see? Especially yeah. now with some of the names that have committed. I mean, if you if you just seen Zeb Wise committed to the uh, High Limit Tour this year. Casey Kane has officially Kane fully is. committed. Brad Sweet, Brad now five-time World of Outlaws champion, yep. is bringing his Napa 49 to the High Limit Series. Are you kidding me? That's going to be a fun one as well. I'm trying to see if there were any others. Of course, I know Kyle Larson. Of course, he's going to be Who? being back on as Yeah, because as well. it, is, it is a midweek. Obviously, with High Limit and the uh, All-Stars coming together, there is going to be a larger, uh, a larger schedule. Well, but it is uh, Eagle Stop is going to be one of the midweek 11 stop. And the races. richest one at that. It's just like Dirk and I were talking about. If you're going to do this right, you gotta you got to plan this right. And they have done it perfect. That is a couple of days before the Cup Series weekend at Iowa Speedway. Uh, that is the Tuesday before that weekend. Yeah, so it, it makes sense. Uh, Kyle and the guys are going to come over on Tuesday and race. Uh, I believe that, uh, you know, they've, are they going to go race to, uh, at Knoxville? Have you seen that yet? Yep, that's going to be the two-day show at Knoxville. But I don't know if Kyle Larson's going to go race that when he's racing right yeah. up the street on Sunday night. He might. Oh, yeah. I also saw and it, but I don't know. He's got practice Saturday morning in qualifying and then yep. – Drive down the road. And, I, I and could see could. him being in Knoxville for he that. Night. I'll I really say. Did. Also, I forgot Jacob Allen's going to be on the High Limit Tour full time this year. They're going. They've actually split the Shark Racing team. You know, they've got mm -hmm. Allen running the High Limits. Shuhart's back with the Outlaws. And although I, I don't do know where Tanner Holmes is going to be. I do yet. need to preface this and say, if you guys want actual sprint car knowledge talk, go to listen to the Quick Time podcast. Those guys yes. specialize oh, yes. in sprint cars. Uh, I dabble in a little bit. I, I know I hear things here and there, but uh, I don't know the the sprint car world as well as those three guys do. So uh, they're they're going to cover this very uh, in depth. But Vim, we're also going to cover it. A little Vim bit. or Dirt Tracker yeah. on YouTube. Dirt also Tracker does Daily, an amazing, amazing. They do job. an excellent job there. I was yes, like, I'm I'm still working on that with the Malvern Banks stuff. So I'll I'll try to do <laughs> I'll try to become a better sprint car correspondent for you guys. <laughs> so real quick before you get to the big bomb drop of the schedule, um, also want to point out that for the second year in a row. The annual school bus race is not going to be there. It is, just like in 2023, going to be the Mad Max race, which honestly I think that, was that absolutely was more hilarious than the buses. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be on Saturday, June 1st for the schools out for summer event. Uh, Mad Max races at the end, and the question is, what are they going to pull out of the weeds for it this I year? Whatever they can afford to buy. There was supposed to be a dump <laughs> truck. He got a dump truck there last year, but the th thing wouldn't start on race day, oh. so it never made it out. Greyhound. The bus. motor took a dump instead. Well, the, the bus made it from the drop of the green flag to the entrance of turn one, <laughs> and all you could hear was bop, 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 as the smoke just gets blacker and blacker, coming out and dead. And then so was, the, 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 the big surprise uh, was the announcement that on uh, Monday, July 15th, Malvern Bank out of uh, out of Malvern, Iowa, is presenting the high back high bank heist, featuring Lucas Oil late models as they return to the uh, to to Eagle Raceway for the first time, I believe, since 2006. Well, and welcome back to Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. Uh, since, since, since 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 the last uh, Silver Dollar National, yeah. and they're bringing the stock cars as a sport class too. There you go. Uh, and and that was always a fantastic weekend when when you paired the stock cars with the late models. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Those stock car guys at the Silver Dollar Nationals put on a hell of a show, mm -hmm. but. Uh, that's going to sure. be a 10,000 to win race. I apologize on the Facebook page. I got a little Confucius on what high limit race was paying what. And uh, so it made a little bit of confusion, confusion. But the uh, the 410 sprint car high limit race, 50,000 to win. Lucas Oil late models, high banks heist presented by Malvern Banks is paying uh, 10,000 to win. But that should be a great race too. 
all the Lucas Oil guys on the regular series will be there, and I imagine a lot of the Malvern Bank guys are going to show up oh, and I'd, throw their hats in the I'd ring. Have to, I'd hazard a guess. You know, so guys like Justin Zeitner, Bill Aiton Jr., Corey Zeitner. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm sure the, the Honeycut team, they'll be out here. I'm trying to think if uh, – uh, See if they uh, have Jackson Sadoff back with them again next year. Shane DeMay, I don't know if he's going to get it done, but he's working on trying to get a better open motor, and he's trying to run more open motor stuff, and he's looking like it might be a possibility. Let's see if we get Todd Cooney back in the field. I know Todd uh, recently revealed his uh, his new ride for the upcoming season. I know he's I know he's planning on Outlaw Tour full-time. Yeah, him and Ryan Gustin you, are teaming up, and know, they're both going to run know. the tour. They, pull, they come out for some of the other shows. I mean, we saw Bobby Pierce do that a number of times, you know, even though when the Outlaw Championship. He was he was still there in a couple of the other big shows. We'll see. Um, another very, very, very popular thing at Eagle Raceway that everybody loves and us that aren't exactly drinkers a lot love to watch. Saturday, August 3rd, Stumpy's Custom Creations and A1 Iron presents Conquer the High Banks. Hillbilly Slip and Slide oh. is back, boys and girls. Oh, yeah. Hillbilly Slip and Slide, Saturday, August 3rd. And that is literally uh, Roger puts the water truck up in the middle of turns one and two, runs a big sheet of plastic, a little bit of Dawn dish soap, and then trickles water down, and kids go down it. And uh, it's it's a ball for about oh, 45 Everybody minutes. goes Kids down. and Not drunks kids. go down it. Let's put it. <laughs> uh, season pretty much wraps up, uh, weekly points night, and then uh, we continue the uh, annual tradition of the Race Saver Nationals, Thursday, August 29th, 30th, 31st, and 1st. And then... Uh, so the Race Saver Nationals, got to make sure and give that some love. Uh, that is definitely an event that has, it has garnished a reputation of action-packed, well worth your money, hell of a couple of four days. Uh, I have been told that uh, the extra land for the High Limits race and for the Race Saver Nationals, done, deal, signed, sealed, nice. and, and sealed, and they are running electricity to that dedicated Excellent. campground uh, nice. in the offseason. So. Can't confirm that's completely done, but Roger said that is was a major priority for them was to make sure they were able to bring back permanent electricity for the Race Saver Nationals and those campers over those special weekends. So it's kind of great looking at this schedule, Dirk, because I think we're getting a good mix of what I uh, what I80 used to do and what e Eagle is really good at. Eagle has always been, as far as I was uh, been paying attention, a weekly racetrack, focusing on the weekly racing, adding a lot of glitz and glamour to the weekly stuff and then maybe a special here and there to start the season and to end the season i-80 was more of a specials track with weekly racing but i love seeing some of these big specials sprinkled in throughout the week well with i-80 closing the fans still want it yeah they, uh, I, I they, think roger's doing a great job they, roger and racine too i gotta yeah. make sure to get that in a lexicon yes. We spent so many years complimenting what Roger's doing, but Racine has really stepped up the last couple of years. Absolutely. And is beginning to take over. They have they have proven they will come out. I mean, I think PJ and I, you and I were part of that uh, massive crowd, I think, la this past season during the Highlander oh, yeah. race. I mean, it was we were all anchovies in that major grandstand right yeah. there, and we got Hot to watch a, an amazing show there. And, yeah, I mean, even uh, Lydia and I, we even it – was, it was so backed up. I mean – what was it? We were in the middle of we were, I don't know if we even got done with the heat races and the traffic was still uh oh yeah still backed up even after yeah. heat races were done. Uh, you were talking about the season championship. You didn't give the date. Saturday, August twenty fourth is going to be our season championship night. Of course, that's going to be brought to you by Avid Realty and Empire yep. Fence. Not to mention, there's a from what I'm reading, there's a banner contest and the mechanics yeah. race during yes. that championship night. Yes. That's always a fun one is the banner contest because seeing what the kids.
kids make up for their favorite drivers is just one of those it's one of those kind of traditions that I really hope catches on and is a staple at Eagle because it's just so fun to see what these kids come up and fans too I'm not saying just kids I'm saying adults too because they, they they make up their favorite uh, ba their favorite drivers banner and oh, cheer yeah. them on and, and it's just a little extra special night on a championship showdown um, after race saver nationals uh, yeah. If Mother Nature plays nice, because she didn't in 2023, uh, there will be a, a wait, there's more type of situation as Tyler Perry Enterprises once again is going to attempt to run the Stewart Alley Memorial. That will be on September 8th. That is going to be the Malvern Bank 360 Sprints. And, of course, the is it going to be the Malvern Bank SLMR West Series? Yes. Okay. Uh, the Malvern Bank SLR, SLMR West Late Models as well. Once again, that's on September 8th. Tyler Perry Enterprises presents Stewart Alley Memorial, and then yes. it's Eagle Hollow, Eagle Hollow Haunts time after that. I just had to confirm uh, Kansas Speedway not running that weekend, so I will not be missing the Tyler Perry uh, present uh, no, the they, Stewart Alley Memorial. Kansas moved it back closer to uh, my birthday. Yeah. Again, nice. so finally. that is your Eagle Raceway schedule. I would highly suggest gold passes. Yes. Purchase the season mm -hmm. tickets. Save yourself some money. You get into a lot of great races. I can't guarantee you're going to get into the Lucas Oil and the High Limit Show. Last year, the High Limit Show did uh, count as a part of the gold member pass. Yes, it so did. So I would assume the Lucas Oil will do the same thing, but you know what they say about assuming. Well, now, here's the thing. Oh, on the uh, Facebook page, a lot of people were asking about that when the bomb got dropped, and it was said in there that, yes, it is part of the gold pass. So if you get a gold pass, not only do you get all the weekly races, get the IMCA Race Saver Nationals, you also get High Limit and the Lucas Oil Show. How can you beat that? It's going to be a great uh, season at Eagle Raceway. Uh, and make sure you go to EagleRaceway.com or Eagle Raceway's Facebook page for uh, the latest information and uh, dates and uh, all that kind of fun stuff on Eagle Raceway's Facebook page. I'm going to interrupt news for a second with another piece of news that actually has a question with it. And obviously, we are the crew that can actually maybe throw an answer here. What is going on with national tours and announcers? Obviously, High Limit, High Limit is looking for yeah. an announcer, but it was released just a few yeah, days ago. Yeah, I saw that too. Chet Christner who's been a voice of uh, Flow Racing and now the uh, it's USAC even series. Back to, even back to the days of the old Speed Shift days. Yeah, and, and he's been the voice of the USAC Tour for the last three or four years. He is stepping away yeah. as well. So now you have two national tours I mean, looking for announcers. Yeah, I mean, what is going they on? Didn't, they didn't know. I know a lot of people were hoping that uh, maybe the announcer from Port Royal Speedway would step up with the High Limit Series. I was assuming Sean Neistat from the Houston Speedway yeah, might step Sean in. Yeah, Sean won't. I didn't know how that was going to work because, you know, Tony Bachoven, of course, he is. Uh, he filled in for the majority of the High Limit schedule. Uh, he's he's focusing on a mayoral race down mm -hmm. in Knoxville. Not sure on Dylan Welch's uh, plans, but he may be on the High Limit Tour again, as well as the Extreme Dylan, Outlaw Midgets. Dylan Welch is going to be kind of a fill-in only. He is. He's already said he's not going to come then, back and do it fully. Sean Neeset, I would love to see that, but obviously he has a son at home, and yeah. he's not going to take the time away uh, from him. Ben, uh, of course, Ben Shelton, he helped out during the Lernerville broadcast for the High Limit well, Series. And Ben's ben, got all the time ben, in the world. I, I mean, that say, guy's not busy <laughs> at all. But Ben's already said that he's Ben's not going to do it. Ben's tied in with the Castro Flow Racing Night in America, mainly on the late model side yeah. of things, and then with his responsibilities with my race pass as well. So it, this could be wide open. And then with uh, USAC, I know they've had, got a couple of guys 
around. I know a good, a good a Facebook buddy of mine that I've worked with uh, a couple of times, Eric Hinefeld. He's worked a little bit uh, with the USAC series. Of course, Eric, he's a longtime announcer over at uh, the now uh, closed-up Rockford Speedway, Rockford, yeah. Illinois. They had their last season. So I don't know if Eric's going to branch out a little bit more on the national tour again, but uh, that'd be neat to see. But, yeah, there have been... As if the sprint car series wasn't crazy enough, we had all the different driver switches around. Like every every day, every every time you took a couple of breaths, there was a, a new seat open. But now now it's uh, trickling down to the announcers now. Yeah, it's a tough job, and it's it always. Is. I mean, we've had a tough time at IED Speedway when we were were, yeah. were you know thirty five. 36 race schedule and, and we, we even the had a, every night not only that we had a we had a four announced crew yeah. i mean that we probably had the largest announcing crew of any racetrack <laughs> yeah. Yeah. in uh, the state of nebraska yeah. and one of the uh, in the surrounding area but yeah with with your responsibilities with the front stretch and having to do some stuff on nascar weekends uh, you know stan and chris uh, in and out and chris's responsibilities with knoxville a little he bit and then responsibilities <laughs> <laughs> and then and then with me with the uh, the touring schedules yeah it was it was tough to do but well, yeah we made it, it work that was a pain in the ass to put that schedule together hey we that made was it literally a flow chart that lisa and i would sit <laughs> in the office and he's gone that week we can move him we, in and we made it work didn't we the, hey we, we had to do that about three Force the way through the, yeah. the year at Eagle yeah. too, but it's just very interesting. Like you said, that you never think of an, an announcer silly season, and that's basically what we're kind of going yeah. through with some rather big names. I mean, who who would have thought Chet Christner yeah. of all people would be stepping I th away? I thought he was pretty much sad over there, but it sounds like he's uh, looking for a change of pace and. I was wondering uh, oh, how they might have family issues. I mean, there's a million things yeah, that there's could a, be going on. Anything could happen to there. To speculate, if he's not going to say what it is, it speculates a total waste of time and actually a little disrespectful. It is a bit, but uh, hopefully hopefully Chet can get things around. And, of course, uh, always a great guy to talk to and uh, even better to work alongside. I mean, I've had the opportunity to do that a couple of times in my career. I think all of us have. Have may have gotten a chance to do that at times. Oh yeah, I've, worked, I've gotten to work with Chet a couple. Of yeah, times. Chet's a, Chet's an amazing guy and a great ambassador for dirt racing at, at just, all levels. I just get to work with James Rowland. That's all that matters. Hey, you, hey, you, you might, can work with me too. Hey, you can work with <laughs> you get to work with maybe uh, James Essex and Dustin Jarrett when the Lucas Oil Series comes through. You know, we got true. The, yeah, true. I'm excited about that. Just the the, uh, the weekend of sitting in the booth at IED Speedway with. With uh, James Essex and, uh, and and Bob Dylan, I wonder if Bob still got my uh, Hot Wheels car I gave him. <laughs> you might. I mean, you I might, gave him because he. You might have to give him. He's obviously to, backed by Lucas Oil, so yeah. he's, he's got to he's got to push the well, major oil company's agenda. Well, now but. you're probably going to need to get. <laughs> you're not going to have to get one to my buddy Dustin Jarrett. Yeah. I know. So I gave and him ben, a, and a ben. Tesla Hot Wheels. Oh my! At the end of the weekend, they're, and they're he gave me a Lucas Oil pen and said. When you need a little bit of charge, just click it a couple of times and it'll charge your car up. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. I haven't gotten a chance to hang out with Dustin Jarrett since uh, the Midwest Madness Tour of 2021. So it'll be fun to get to hang out with him a little bit, too. All right, that's enough about announcers and us. Well, Dirk, we got some other things we need to talk about, and we're like an hour into I turn did, one. Well, I did have. Well, I guess I did have one little bit of news here. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of... Kind of NASCAR and kind of not, but hey, we got to got to send a shout out to uh, uh, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series winner uh, driver Ty Majeski, winner of the 56th running of the Snowball Derby. Yes, wow. uh, this past weekend down at uh, Five Flags in Pensacola, Florida. Ty Majeski. Did we talk about Rowan scoring the win? Yes, we did. Okay, yeah, I wanted to make sure to talk about that. And Rowan's coming back here in a, a week or two. 
for uh, holidays. So we're going to try very desperately to get him down to Quaker Steak and Lube. And, uh, and I, honestly, I want to put a meet and greet together. Just throw it out there on Facebook. See any of his friends that get an opportunity to come down. Go. We'll do an interview with him, and then we'll hang out at Quaker Steak and Lube and just have a good time. Oh, you're talking and about we'll the Road Dog Road oh, Mason? Yeah. Oh, Road yeah. Dog. Oh, yeah. There we Road go. Dog. I know he's been ro- he's been going around and seeing a lot of these different racetracks. And like I mentioned before with the Snowball Derby, there were a number of drivers from all different levels of NASCAR. I mean, we had a couple of uh, couple of uh, NASCAR veterans in there. I mean, Johnny Sauter was in that field. We had uh, up-and-coming drivers like uh, Luke Fenhouse and William Sawalich who have been cutting their teeth in ARCA last couple of years. Caden Quapple was in the field. William Byron was in the field as well. Unfortunately, uh, he and Eric Jones didn't quite favor so well. Noah Gregson was in the field. Unfortunately, those guys uh, finished outside the top 20 but hey, but I gotta send congratulations again to Ty Majeski, winner of the 56th uh, Snowball Derby in the Super Late Model side of things. Dirk, you got anything for us? Nope. I think we've got uh, around we, the gamut. Today. Did we cover enough? I think we did. <laughs> <laughs> did we talk enough? Uh, big thanks to everybody from Crawford County Speedway for coming out tonight. Thank you, PJ, for helping Absolutely. us out with the interviews. Thanks to Anthony, as always, you and your amazing family uh, coming down and supporting the front stretch. The Jake Sacco interview, excuse me, the Cody Olson interview is going to air February 15th. Jake Sacco, February 20th. Maddie Miller, February 22nd. And Adam Verbka will publish that one on February 27th. Uh, it's, we were t- it's kind of funny because we were getting ready for tonight and, and – you know, when you intro those, you got to talk like it's happening then because people are going to listen to it then. We so didn't we were, do a very good job of well, that. Well, we were getting ready for the Daytona 500, and that's not very far away. And no, it's I had not. the I had the shocking reality once again that I'm falling behind on the Pickums contest and getting the prizes mailed out this year. So uh, that is going to be getting announced here very shortly. Get all the details put together. Uh, that'll probably get announced the first of the uh, the new year. So we're just a couple of weeks away. Uh, speaking of uh, just a little bit away, that was a terrible transition. Uh, Joe McCarty is going to join us, one of our first Ottawa Dragway champions we talked to. There we go. Yep. He was uh, uh, first time interview, I think, ever anywhere by anybody. <laughs> but uh, drag races with a stock car motor. So uh, We had a fantastic job time a couple of weeks ago talking to all the uh, Ottawa Dragway champions as well as uh, the – uh, Dustin and Terry from the Omaha Speed Shop. So all those interviews will be coming up over the next couple of weeks. Big thanks to Anthony Ainsley and P.J. Pedersen for joining us in turn number one. Hang tight. Dirk and I are going to be right back in turn number two with Joe McCarty. Hang tight. We all have that coworker that runs their mouth off at how great they are. They shot a five under par. 95 mile an hour fastball. Bench press 375, brah. Wouldn't you love to shut them up by schooling them at Joe's Karting? Council Bluffs premier indoor karting track. Professionally designed so each corner is your opportunity to embarrass your coworker. Call Buddy for your next company outing at 712-256-5278. Joe's Karting. White knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue next to AMC 17. Quaker Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs continues to offer the best wings, burgers, and steaks seven days a week, along with great daily specials. Mondays are Kids Night, where kids eat for just 99 cents with the purchase of an adult entree. Tuesdays is All You Can Eat Wings Night for just $17. Enjoy a half rack of baby back ribs for just $13.50 on Wednesdays, and you choose on Thursdays for just $12. You can pick between 15 fried shrimp, a pickup cheeseburger, 15 breaded wings, or six boneless wings. 
Check out Quaker Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs on Facebook for all their daily specials. Get to Quaker Steak and Lube. We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Welcome back to the front stretch, rolling into turn number two, presented by Quaker Steak and Lube at Council Bluffs, the official watering hole of the front stretch. Get over to Quaker Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs. Uh, seven days a week, lots of great food, sights, sounds, and oh boy, the smells. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the main attractions about racing is the smell, you know? You get that methanol, that alcohol, that gasoline, uh, and uh, at Quaker Steak and Loop, it's one of the funnest things. It's not methanol or alcohol. Well, I guess there is a little bit of tinge of alcohol in the air from once in a while, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Somebody <laughs> drops a beer around here quite often, I don't usually know. on their way out the you, door. What are you looking at me for? <laughs> By the way, I, I, had to re- I still haven't fixed that keyboard <laughs> for that laptop. <laughs> yeah, his laptop drank a whole beer one night here. The whole uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest <laughs> just went right over the keyboard. Good thing I know a guy that can somewhat fix those. Uh, but anyways, we're sitting down at Quaker Steak and Lube uh, doing interviews for Ottawa Dragway. And right now we're talking with our sportsman champ, Joe McCarty. Uh, did I get your last name right? Correct. It's <laughs> like one time I ever got it right on the first shot. Uh, Joe, uh, thanks a lot for coming down to Quaker Steak and, uh, and having a couple of beers with us and talking about your season. Well, thanks for inviting me down. Of course. Uh, talk a little bit about Dirk kind of got it started a little bit, but uh, I imagine this racing thing didn't get kicked off this year. You've been doing it for a little while. Yeah, back in the 70s, uh, the local JCs in Rock Rabbit started uh, stock car racing at the old horse track at the fairgrounds. And we told Dad we wanted to go racing. He said, well, you guys are figuring out how to do it yourself, you know. So I was like nine, my brother's 11, the other one was 13, and he came home that night from work, and the car was all stripped down. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> was he into racing at all? or was they, it? they did uh, modified tractor pulling and stuff okay. like that. So, and, but, yeah, so we just, he was a mechanic, and we'd just been around cars and motors and all our life, you know. So he liked horsepower. He wasn't too oh, upset. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And do you think that's the reason why you've stuck with the drag, drag racing stuff is because he was kind of a straight-line guy? Uh, no, just you know, we got in a tractor pulling, we did circle track racing, and, and I never really drove circle track. My cousins always drove and stuff, but we were just there. And end of the season, we started drag racing because the race circle track was done. And just, we did just a little drag racing and mm-hmm. kind of switch over about 15 years ago into strictly drag racing now. So, so we just. Would you say you raced when you raced dirt track? Uh, circle track? How long ago? Oh, like I said, I didn't drive it. I think the last race was like around 2000, our cousin was stolen. And uh, he had three brothers that raced. They got different championships through the different years and stuff. And mm-hmm. so Same last name, or they were a different side of the family? Um, mom's twin sister, so okay. he was a Roman. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, they, uh, we always built the motors for him and stuff and work, helped work on the cars. So. Nice. Yeah. Can you guys hear us okay out there? Got a nice crowd down at Quaker mm-hmm. Steak and Lube. I could just... I'd Dirk, I'm still, I'm waiting for that Corvette to fall off the wall. <laughs> It'll be your fault when it does. <laughs> Almost 16 years. She hasn't fallen off yet. Uh, like I said, we're sitting down in the Corvette room at Quaker Steak and Lube. We're talking with Tony about his, excuse me, we're talking no. to Joe about his uh, sportsman champ. Uh, have you been, what, what, what's your progression into the sportsman class? Oh, we started on Super Trophy originally, then went to mod racing at Thunder Valley years ago, and then... Uh, Few years back, IHRA came out with that sportsman's class, 12.50 and slower, and it was like, why well, run 11.50? I 
but his foot brake only, no electronics. Well, I didn't have electronics, like, so I slowed my car down to 12 and and uh, then Ottawa started opening up the race and stuff, so we started racing both tracks, and they, they kind of try to step on each other's toes. That works out good. We can race one track one weekend, next we can go down to Ottawa then. Mm-hmm. So. Nice. Isn't it kind of funny? It's easier to slow them down than just speed them up. Yes, it is. It's a lot cheaper, too. <laughs> <laughs> Some of your tracks that you've raced around the area? Just mostly Thunder Valley because they're only 53 miles away. And mm-hmm. I was, you know, 100 miles away. But going down to Eddieview, Eddieville, but just a little ways for me to go. And then uh, we will go to uh, Humboldt, Iowa, too. And that's okay. an hour and a half away. So it's a little more, to, you know, it's, so I'm trying to stay halfway local because yeah. Is Pacific Junction still running? Yeah. The I-29 dragway? Yeah, just don't go down there. Just, you know, with the point system we got going here mm-hmm. between Ottawa and Thunder Valley, they don't give you any time to race anywhere yeah. else. You yeah. Know. They're just a Friday night deal, which is more, almost looks like a test and tune deal than anything else. And they got a lot of street racers down there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> is that where kind of 1320 videos, is that kind of their home area is down that area? Yeah. They're, they're into yeah. streetcar stuff. Yeah, they do yeah. a lot of stuff down there. Yeah, they're into the... Uh, the outlaw type, yeah. you know, TV show type stuff and street outlaws and some of that stuff. But, Joe, uh, talk a little bit more about your season. Uh, did things kick off for you going well? Were you planning on running for points, or was this kind of one of those things that when you were up at the top of the points, you thought, well, I might as well go for it? No, just always sign up for points. Just always have, and just you don't chase the points. You chase the wins, and the mm-hmm. points come with it, you know. Yeah. So you always go for the win is what you're trying for. What was your record this year? Uh, get some wins? Uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't count them. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. You get wins to, to win a drag title. Yeah, okay. You don't yeah, do it without I, wins. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe five out of 12 races. I don't yeah. know. It was pretty wow. good. It was nice. good, yeah. Okay. Uh, for somebody like me or somebody else, uh, can you kind of describe a sportsman? What, what sets it apart from other classes, and, and how would I recognize it at a drag strip? Well, the sportsman is a more... Um, almost like a stock motor you can get by with, you know, and, and, but you can run slicks and headers and stuff, but there's no electronics for delay boxes or, you know, trans brakes for the transmission or anything like that. It's just pretty much you can get in cheap and you can race. You don't have to go 12 seconds and a quarter mile. You can go 17, 18 seconds. You can, you know, okay. like, like my motor is actually the old hobby stock motor, you know, hmm. nine to one. And, and yeah, so we just got out racing and put that in the Mustang too, you know, so... One of those deals that you don't need a computer to tune it is what it amounts no. to. No. no, it's it's pretty simple. Use parts. There's a lot of guys with used parts to get started. You get in really cheap. Yeah. Well. yeah. Uh, what's a delay box? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's a, a box that just say for example your car is fast off the line. So when the light turns the third yell, most people go on the third yell with take off and a little bit of reaction time, but. The fast cars, they got to slow that down, so they'll dial in like 100,000s in the box so they take off without red light. Okay. You know. It just delays the signal between your switch and the mechanical part. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah, Pretty simple stuff. Thus, yeah. delay box. And it's, yeah. Uh, and, and, and again, that, that is to stop you from red lighting. Correct. If you're too quick on the, or anticipating the light too quickly? Well, just the cars react, and the more power they got, the faster they react and yeah. stuff, and with trans brakes and stuff, it just, everything goes faster than a foot breaker anyway, and more power. Mm-hmm. So. And if you're, if you're uh, like I say, as you're going faster and getting bigger slicks and stuff like that, more horsepower, you're not so much going forward as you are going up. Yeah. Pull the tires out of the beams, which still breaks the beams. Um, that becomes a problem. And it's not a bad problem because traction's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But 
it just becomes something where a delay box gets necessary. And you don't run the equipment to be able to have that? No. So do, do you feel like that's a little bit more skill-based? Um, they got to change with the lights to at nighttime and stuff, so they got to change it. They can't just put one number on and leave it there. They, it, you know, just depends on the track rollout and everything else. But tractor tracks, they got to remember where to go, too. Yeah. So. You, you know you got a couple of wins on the year, yeah. several wins, probably five. Uh, it, was there a point in the season that you had it locked up, or did it go down to the last night? Well, like this, in the last weekend, yeah, it was close. Yeah. <laughs> I was safe, but I could have still lost it, you know, so... You, you finished, what, 10th nationally then? Yeah, correct. Oh. Um, was that kind of a surprise, or did you know you were kind of up there having a good year? I was having a good year. That still surprised me. But yeah, 10th, it did surprise me. Yeah. Well, because it sounded surprised when you sent me the text. <laughs> I was, yeah. I just got a little before you called, yeah. Because, yeah. like, the Thunder Valley, I was leading the points two rounds in the last race, and at Thunder Valley either I went out the first round or I – one mm-hmm. and same thing i like won like five or six races there also and sure enough went out the first round on the last day and the guy that was in fifth troy noose he made five rounds that day and so he had tied and had to race off and he and i broke out so but yeah it was he did good he did his job and huh? so sounds yeah. like you did your job too just well, not most quite as well se- most of the season yeah it was just <laughs> kind of hit or miss so did um, you oh go ahead Dirk. i was gonna say uh going down to looking at next year you're gonna um, make any big changes to the car? Or you, or do you have any interest in stepping up and, and putting some electronics in? And um, no, I like what I'm racing, and I probably have to freshen up the motor because it's been 15 years. So, and I, <laughs> oh, I, what's one more? <laughs> well, I broke a rock arm at at uh, Humboldt this two couple weeks ago, huh. second time trial. Broke a rock arm, and, and the guy across the road had one for me, and I ended up going to the finals in two different classes, sportsman's and mod. But yeah. At least, tell me, at least tell me there's been a few valve springs and maybe an oil change or two in that 15 well, well, years. Well, yeah, oil change <laughs> every other year and plugs every other year. Because so. I know other people that claim they don't do anything. Well, I've raised it 15 years, never yeah. touched it. <laughs> i got to imagine you got to change it. You, are, every other year you change the oil in it. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it, doesn't the oil go bad before then? Well, there again, too, it don't have a lot of power, so I'm not blowing past the rings a lot. Yeah. And no, no ethanol or methanol that wash down the cylinders and stuff. And like I said, it's basically a street car. So, yeah. you know, mm. one season of uh, drag racing is about like a two nights of circle track racing. So. <laughs> and at least you don't have to worry about anybody stealing your catalytic converter. No. no. Yeah. But, uh, talking with Joe McCarty about his 2023 season at Ottawa. Did you go race anywhere else? Yes, Thunder Valley every, Thunder other, Valley. every other weekend. And a couple times you got to go to Humble end of the yeah. season, and they had some races. And Any other big specials around the country? I haven't gone this year. Last year I went to Eddieville. But, well, yeah. Where was the World Finals at? Kentucky was, or where was that at? No, it was in Mississippi. Mississippi. In Holly Springs, Mississippi. Okay. It used to be it. I went to the World Finals two years ago in Memphis, Tennessee, but they – they sold that venue, so then now it's in Holly Springs. It's about another hour southeast of Memphis. So, I'd been to Memphis before, but worked NASCAR when they had the circle track oh. over there for the truck races and stuff like that. So, yeah. you never gone to Brainerd? No. Usually, well, it's we, NHRA. So. Well, it's not that, but we usually racing down oh. here. So, you got a list of sponsors you want to make sure and thank, or well, people that help you on the car? Well, Freddie Haneke's got it. Fast Freddy's head service, and he's worked some more heads and stuff for us over the years. And he's got a nine-time track champion, so he's got a lot of knowledge. He's given us a lot of help on me and my son, Sam. And, and so, yeah, just that. My, bro- my brother's got McCarty Motors in Rock Rabbit, so 
He always helps with the shop use and stuff. He built a tranny like 15 years ago and is still, yeah. still, still working. So yeah. So. And and what exactly are you driving? What's the car? I heard you say Mustang. It's 79 Mustang. It's the first year they call it the Fox chassis. Yeah. So. So yeah. Any it was a, was a four cylinder car and I raced it like it once and for like 24 seconds a quarter mile. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, that would take a little while. Yeah. You, know, you could have lunch on the drive down. <laughs> I just raced it once, and after that was the, the other motor got put in. <laughs> How much chassis work's been done to it? Well, I had uh, Lemkers in, in Lake Park, Iowa. They put a uh, cage in, 10-point cage in over okay. the years, a few years back and stuff. And I put my own uh, steel control arms and stuff. And they get racing shocks, of course. But, you know, but yeah, it was pretty, like I said, you just do a little bit each year, you know. Put it, Big upgrade on the rear end or anything? Yeah, just well, running some seven-inch slicks or the car originally came with a six and a half-inch rear end. They call it. And I went to seven five, and then a posi broken that, so I went to eight point eight Ford and been running that ever since. Yeah. And small slicks then, just well, no, nine-inch, nine-inch, nine inch, but yeah. not tubbed or anything like that. Just. No, no. There's things I can go without tubbing the cars. I haven't gone that kind of work yet. Yeah. You guys so. might have just been talking Egyptian as far as I could follow along. <laughs> But that's all right. Nothing new for me on this show, huh? <laughs> yeah, being an announcer for a few years, you picked up a little bit down little, the line. A little bit, yeah, just, just a teeny bit. Uh, all right, Joe, well, uh, appreciate you joining us tonight. Um, congratulations on the championship. Uh, when did you guys' awards banquet? It had Thunder Valley last Saturday night. <laughs> we're, we're waiting for the uh, date on the Ottawa uh, Dragway championship <laughs> banquet. Yeah, they, they usually just a little later on the season. Yeah. You know, so the weather's a little they're, better. They're doing a really good job of ignoring us right now. Yeah, they got a nice event center <laughs> to have it in. So Yeah, well, and, and beer just showed up at their table, so they got distracted pretty easily. You're playing uh, then next year the same thing, just Ottawa and, and Thunder Valley? Yeah, and, and then try to get uh, Humboldt, too, a little bit more. Yeah. It's, it's a fun track, too. That mean, any racetrack's fun to me, you know. So. Try and get back to Mississippi? Hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah, no doubt. yeah. Hopefully we don't jinx you. We, yep, we well, usually yeah. don't do that, though. We uh, usually, we've interviewed a lot of guys on the on NASCAR's big three circuits, and we'll interview them, and the following weekend they win. Oh, cool. It's been kind of weird. We're good lucks. That's At least good. We're going to claim that. <laughs> Joe, uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you. I always appreciate the time, sir. Well, good to meet for, you. Yeah, thanks for letting me come down. You've been released. You go get yourself something to eat. Yeah. Wait, it smells good. <laughs> we talked about that it's earlier. Delicious. The, the smells. Absolutely delicious. Well, I think that's going to do it for us today. We appreciate everybody joining us. Big thanks to Joe's Carding and Council Bluffs. Don't forget, get over to Council Bluffs tonight. Tuesday night, it is the Slick Track Series. Uh, in fact, I think tonight's the last night before they take the big break. Uh, on the uh, 12th, 19th, and 26th, they're going to take some time off and then come back uh, in uh, January to continue the Slick Track Series. If you haven't been a part of it yet, get over to Joe's Karting at Council Bluffs and enjoy a little uh, indoor kart racing and uh, some competitive nature in the offseason. This is a really fun race just to go and watch. I mean, there's so many drivers that show up and local celebrities and crew chiefs, and we've even got one of the fans of the show, Jason Moyer, that, uh, that, that goes out there and races. Uh, did really well for himself last year. I think he picked up a win. But get over to Joe's Karting at Council Bluffs. Can't get over there on Tuesday night for the Slick Track Series. At least get over there and turn some laps. Find out what this road course racing is all about. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and a big thanks to Quaker Steak and Lube. But, of course, Taylor Computers and Repair. And Rick Havenridge 
of Wealth Partners. Find out what Rick can do for you today. Rick Havenridge Advice. Dot com. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. This has been the Front Stretch presented by Joe's Carding.